Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 473 of the Director's Journey Podcast. And as always, joining me, I'm, wait, I'm Tyler, sorry. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's Dude, up, buddy? I'll tell you what. I may have a free weekend, but at the same time, I'm fucking ready to get this shit on the road with these games. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm getting, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Okay. Getting a phone call, sorry. It's Uncle Phil. It's Uncle Phil. What's that, Uncle Phil? That's Phil Spencer, people. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, Gables, uh, this is now uh, the Microsoft's Starcaster <laughs> podcast. We've just been acquired by Xbox for uh, two $25 Starbucks <laughs> gift cards. Uh, big time merger. <laughs> We're doing really good right now. I'm going to say it's a win-win for both of us, you know? Um, they've asked me to leave so you can have the show, Gables. Um but hell, I you know I'm gonna be getting three three fucking French coffees. You know, my speaking of spark, like Starbucks cards, dude. I actually found one in my uh, workplace. Right, someone donated a uh, Starbucks card and stuff. It was something from, dude. It was like from 2017. I'm like, oh, you know what? This probably doesn't have anything on it. I'm gonna go for them and give them to my boss. So about a day later or something like that, I come in and it's like, uh, it's like my other boss comes up to me. He's like, yeah, you know. so and so called up and said, "There's actually some money on this thing, so here, here, I want you to have it." Like, okay, it's like, yeah, you're, you're the only one who goes to Starbucks. Like, okay, it was like ten dollars. I'm like, hey, I got a fucking nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> freaking... So I got a fucking free Starbucks coffee on, uh, I think it was like Thursday and stuff. But no, no, it was like about Wednesday. And then uh, I tried going forth uh, at Starbucks because the other one inside of a subsidiary, Safeway, is being built. You know, they're redoing that whole, like, thing that closed down for, like, the fucking month and some shit. That's the normal one I go to. And so the drive through one is going to be closed until Monday. Be up, I'm guessing because of, like, either lack of staff or whatever the hell. But, uh, yeah, yeah, man, getting that Starbucks card, then going. That, that was all in one day, right, where it's, like, got a Starbucks card. And, like, later on that week, like, my boss is like, hey. It's like, uh, who wants a free, like, Keurig copy maker? You know, it's like, and she asks everyone, blah, 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 no one else wants it. She asks me, it's like, hey, hey, Gabe, do you want this free Keurig copy maker, the single, like, single-use one? And it's like, I go through, I text my mom and stuff like that. It's like, hey, do we need this? And, uh... Fuck yeah, you do. That's not verbatim what my mom said, but it's like, yeah, sh- it, it was like, sure, yeah, come on, get this stuff. So I... So I ended up, like, uh... Because it was donated by one of our volunteers, right? And we're like, it's like, hey, hey, if someone wants or something like that, they can have it. And I was like, and that's where my boss goes through and stuff. And so, yeah, I took home like a 60 to like fucking $80 fucking Keurig coffee maker that was like a single use type of things. And it's it's cool because it has the water thing isn't like you don't fill up on the side. It's actually in the back of the device to where you can fill up the water and all this other stuff. I tried it out. It's not bad. I actually took one of the pods of hot, like uh, hot cocoa and stuff like that, and like uh, tested it out and all that other shit, and like cleaned it a little bit of it. But dude, yeah, man, it's like positive things happening this week, you know, like the freaking coffee stuff. But another positive thing is like uh, I've actually been getting more. I actually went back and got more into a game I've been playing, like uh, yeah, off the N sixty four service on uh, the Switch. Oh. So it's nothing like. It's nothing terrible. Actually, I've been having a really fucking fantastic time with it because it's been years since I've actually gone through and played it. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much how my week is has been. It's like, uh, well, Tyler, 
I'll bring the floor to you. Yeah. Gables already knows. I, I, I did a 25 minute rant about my week and my day. Um, about work. I'm not going to get understand here. Uh, I want to have some positive vibes, had some coffee. It's Friday night. We're doing this. Uh, figured, um, Gable's uh, 49ers and my Packers. Yeah, it's night. a good idea we do and... it now and not be at each other's throats yeah. after tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because tomorrow's one of us is going to be hurting tomorrow and it's going to be late. So I, we figured it'd be better just yeah. get it done tonight and then we can at least enjoy slash sulk <laughs> tomorrow. Um, maybe the Packers, Packers 0-3 um, in the last 10 years against the Niners in the playoffs. So maybe we can, maybe it's our turn to win one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that's what we're doing tonight, but you know, I'm doing a lot, you know, that's my first, uh, beers I've had in, uh, three weeks since we did the game of the year show mm-hmm. on January 1st. Ah, oh, and they, they taste so good. I had some coffee right before that. Um, so it's filmed, it's feel a lot better now. Feel it's, it's been a, you know, a really, really crappy week and day, uh, sit down, recording a podcast, bullshit with you for a couple <laughs> hours beforehand. Watch just some dumb videos, stuff like that. Um, kicking his ass in their fantasy so critic league. Um, up by a whopping six <laughs> points. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction, not doing as well as I'd hope. Uh, sitting at a 74 right now. <laughs> not not what I was hoping that, for. And then, uh, what was the one? Uh, 10 from hey, Nobody Saves There you the go. World, so. I really thought that would do a lot better. I thought that would do much better. It, it it's. Still I amazing, actually am but, fairly surprised uh, with uh, the game, like Windjammers Two, the game that I had went through and drafted. It did a yeah. bunch better than I thought it initially was going to, and it actually secured like about seven and a half or so points. So it's like, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm gonna take yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, you know, not bad, not bad. But uh, yeah, so uh, so far, I mean, if you missed it, we did a, a special bonus episode a few days ago, 472. Um, well, Gables and I, for the first time ever, we're doing a fantasy critic league, uh, and we had to draft um, 20 games each, and then we get to, we get to add an additional 12 throughout the year. Um, but once you add them, you can't. Uh, well, there's rules, but like the ones we drafted, where you're stuck with permanently for the year. Um, so it was it was a fun experiment yeah. and fun to do. Uh, it's fun to keep track of one of my games though, uh, that I drafted the very last yeah. game I drafted, um, uh, uh, Lego Skywalker, the uh-huh. Skywalker saga got a release oh. date yesterday. Oh, there you, so, there you go. Uh, yeah. So I'm doing pretty good. Most pretty much the majority of my 20 games I downloaded, uh, have our download drafted, uh, have, have dates now. So that's good. Um, so at least have some guaranteed points, hopefully unless they're just really bad. Then not so great, but um. Anyways, that is not why we were here, Gables. We are here because, well, we're here every week because this is the Drunk Dashers podcast where we just bullshit, have have a few beers, and uh, talk about video games. If you like us, you want to hear more from us, please go to all the social channels. We are on them: uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, you name it, we're probably on it. Like, follow, subscribe, comment, share. Please, shares the big one. Go to all those places in the show notes. If you you look in there, there'll be a thing called Linktree. That is a place where it has all of our links in one place. Uh, has all of our social media accounts, all of our uh, areas that we're on for podcasts, videos, whatever. We're on there. So if you want to follow us there, subscribe, whatever. Uh, we really would appreciate it if you did those. So please do that if you can. Uh, but anyways, Gables, um, 
We've been doing the show for nearly mm-hmm. nine years now. Uh, and I can't think of something that um, just dropped my jaw like this moment uh, when I got a text from Justin at a, at 7, 11 a.m. I was at work. We were, and a few of us were bullshitting. I was waiting to clock in. Uh, fun fact, Gables. You want to know what I was bitching about? What video game I was bitching about? What? To these guys? Death Stranding. <laughs> when I heard the news. <laughs> <laughs> this is typical Tyler bitching about Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah. On brand Tyler. In case you're wondering if I'm like this on the podcast and the real world, I am. This is just me. Uh, bitching about Death Stranding to these guys. Because uh, I was talking about how I was a Kojima fan. Anyways. Um, I get a text from Justin at a seven eleven a.m. that uh, with the, with the picture for of Wario sixty four's Twitter account. Microsoft is acquiring Activision <laughs> Blizzard. I respond with, "Is this real?" And then I'm like, "Why did I send that to him? I have a I have a computer in my hand. I can look it up myself." I scrolled. It took me because I, I hadn't looked at Twitter, so I had all the last anyways i scroll and i'm like this is fake and then i just see all the holy shits holy shits what the fuck holy shits i'm like oh my god it's real gables microsoft bought activision blizzard king Mm -hmm. for 68.7 billion dollars you couldn't round it up huh (laughs) i'm guessing that 300 billion that they didn't spend on buying them is the is what they're going to pay in fines because bobby kotick is a piece of shit we'll get to that later the deal should be done as late as June, as June 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so f- to kind of keep in mind here, uh, when when they announced that they're buying Bethesda or ZeniMax last year, they said it was going to take a little bit of time, obviously, because they got to go through a bunch of shit. Government's going to get involved, um, all that. Uh, it took about nine months from the, when they announced it for the time to go through. Much bigger company to the tune of about nine and a half times more uh, the amount that they spent on uh, yeah. ZeniMax, which was like $7.5 billion, to $68.7 billion, uh, nearly 10 times the amount. Uh, so uh, it's going to take a lot longer. Plus, these are two public companies, whereas ZeniMax was a private company. Uh, so you got to do a lot of investigation on that, I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, um, a few other things that kind of came out later on. Uh, apparently, Activision approached Xbox or Microsoft for the sale. Uh, this wasn't Something that happened wasn't Xbox going to ask them. Uh, Activision, and this is even before the lawsuits that they uh, were going around trying to shop themselves to somebody. Uh, and Microsoft was one of the, the main people they talked to. Um, there's a lot to break down here, Gibbs. I don't even know where to start on all this. Uh, some other news. As of right now, Bobby Kotick is, is in place. Um, there's been some going back and forth on reports that... Uh, He's going to be there at least until the merger is done. Uh, and then he'll be gone shortly after. Some are saying he'll see there is no plan in that right now. Uh, we do have to keep in mind that Microsoft is not legally allowed to interfere with Activision Blizzard in their businesses at all until uh, the merger has gone through. Because uh, there's still two separate entities. They're not allowed. Much like with the Bethesda thing, they can't talk about anything. Microsoft can't. They can't really interfere with their business at all. Um, until it's gone through. Um, oh, I did want to go through Gables. I want to just go go through some of the IPs here. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to GamingBible dot 
UK. Because this was the best website, the best article I could find. Here are, they have literally written down every single IP that Microsoft is acquiring through this. I'm not going to go through, I'm not going to read all of them. But I just want to read through some of them here. Uh, We got Apache Air Assault. Remember that game? Uh, Blur. Yep. The racing game blur? That's the racing game blur. Split second was better. Uh, Cabela's. Uh, yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. Candy Crush. Crash fucking yep, Bandicoot. that's the big one right there. The Sony mascot. Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Diablo. DJ yep. Hero. Yep. Geometry Wars. Fuck yeah, man. Let's, where's Geometry Wars been? That since was the third incredible. one came out like, uh, on multiple platforms years ago. That third one... That third one was very bad. That I, I did not like that third one. That those first two, amazing. Uh, DJ Hero. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I said that already. Uh, not already. I did. Guitar yeah. Hero, Gun, Hearthstone, Heroes of the yep. Storm, Hexen, yep. King's Quest, uh, MTX Motor Tracks. Oh, those were good games back on the PS2 era. Yep. Uh, Overwatch, uh, Pitfall. Well, yeah, this is one of the <laughs> older companies. Fucking, they own Pitfall. Fucking pitfall, uh, prototype. Remember that fucking game, prototype. Holy shit, uh, yeah. singularity. That was a good game. That was a very good game. Uh, it's a Bioshock ripoff, but it was a very good game. Uh, Skylanders, uh, rest in peace. Spyro yep. the Dragon, uh, Starcraft, Time Shift, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, True Crime, World yep. of Warcraft. And that's pretty much it. That's that's the big ones. There's there a lot in here some, I have no idea. I've never heard before. No, no. Sierra wouldn't be a part of that episode. Sierra okay, is a part okay, of that. Okay, so yes. I was writing my assumption right here. Sierra would be a part of that because I wasn't Activision or some that acquired Sierra games. <laughs> yes, and then shut yes. them down. You're correct. Yes. So all those point-and-click uh, adventure yeah. games from, like, the like say, the uh, late 80s King's to, like, Quest, 90s yep. in that regards mm-hmm. that a lot of uh, PC gamers vintage pc gamers loved playing and stuff yeah those games got bought out too <laughs> yeah soldier of fortune my god uh, tenchu wow dude i'm just reading through some of the I, i've completely forgot well that's the thing it's like as commander keen <laughs> <laughs> okay wouldn't it be funny if the reasoning why microsoft bought out activision blizzard was getting the ip of like form of that's the thing commander keen <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I just loved it when Phil did an uh, interview and he's like, what are some of the things you want? He's like, well, I'd really love for them to bring back Hexen. I was like, what? Of all the fuck we're going to bring back Hexen? Really? Oh, he did go on record and say that. And he mentioned Guitar Hero. I'm like, we don't need Guitar Hero. You, oh, you can, you think we don't you need would, that here. You think reading some of those names from that list, like what? A, what? A, I could just imagine one day if, say, Electronic Arts was picked up and all of a sudden, all the IPs and all this shit from the, you know, maybe not from Microsoft, maybe from Apple, maybe from fucking Sony. Who knows, man? I mean, what, oh, God, what this initial thing was to me was, uh, it was kind of, obviously, it was a, definitely a shock. I mean, everybody was in shock yesterday in the gaming industry when simultaneously Microsoft purchased the third largest published third-party publisher in gaming for close to $69 million. I'm going to say 69. Nice. But at the same time, the impact of that purchase, the 
amount of IPs that now people are growing more excited about because Microsoft is acquiring it. And more so, all of the positive stuff that's been coming out of it, even like people that are working at Activision Blizzard, like some of the workers that are working at Activision Blizzard, they're more excited now because, for one, Kotick is more than likely possibly going to be out because even he, during interviews, is non-committal about what he's going to do past June of 2023. Yeah, I, I think it's probably yeah. just a legality thing where they yeah. probably just can't say it. Um but yeah, you gotta assume you gotta assume that he knew like and that's probably gonna be part of the deal where it's like you yep. gotta go. <laughs> like that's I can't see Microsoft buying this and saying, No, yeah, please stick they around. bought it. Um, I mean, they bought it, they probably are gonna reward him with quite a big thing, like a golden parachute, and he's gonna get off <laughs> like Scott Free. <laughs> oh yeah. He's uh, reportedly he's gonna get around but uh, around four hundred million dollars out of and this. And believe it or not, Kodak, so, and this is like uh and this is like a uh, re- possibly like a rumor or like from the grapevine or something like that, that he was looking for someone to spend more money than Microsoft to try to purchase (laughs) Activision Blizzard. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, some interesting things out of this. So like um, the stock price is worth, was worth about 51.2 billion, but just because that's what the stock is worth and doesn't necessarily mean people always equate that to like, this is what the company's worth, which yeah, yeah, to buy all the stock, that's true. But like to buy the stock at value, that's what's worth. Nobody's going to sell stock at value because that's not how the stock market works. You pay a premium to buy the stock. Anyways, um, so people were reporting that it was probably that uh, uh, Activision Blizzard was probably worth between 65 to like $75 billion. So they got it, you know, roughly not a bad deal, not a, not a great deal. They, they got a, probably a slight discount maybe. Uh, cause you gotta imagine, um, a lawsuit and all just, I mean, we've talked about a lot. I mean, I'm not sure, tr- you know, I'm not trying to brush over. It. It's a very terrible thing that's going on there. And unfortunately this was the only way yeah. Bobby was going to leave. He wasn't going to, he's not going to leave on oh, his no. own fruition. Like either they're going to, you know, like the Je- Jeffrey, he's just one of his, he was, uh, his name was in the Jeffrey Epstein's little black book, uh, Je- Jeffrey Epstein, yep. but I mean, um, he's still around all the rasp shit, uh, being, uh, caught on voicemail, uh, and then the company covered it up for a decade of threatening to kill his secretary. Um, and he's still around, like, short of being caught, I don't know, murdering somebody, actually murdering somebody. Like, he's not leaving without getting paid. This dude is. Um, that's, and that's what it goes back to about Activision was looking to sell. So, well, like I was go saying, ahead, man, it's like, uh, so be quite frank, he's literally a supervillain. <laughs> Yeah, no, like he is. Yeah, I mean he's Lex Luthor. Uh, I mean he's just, you know, he is like this. What you think of like the worst person, like one, like when you think of the rich and powerful, he is like the shining example of like what you see in like a TV show or a movie of like just terribly shitty guy. Everybody keeps making the jokes about the the HBO show Succession, and I've only ever watched the first half of the the first season. Um, but yeah, you know what? That sounds pretty accurate. Where it's just like everybody there's pretty shitty, um, and they keep doing shitty things, and they just they fall up. You know, this is this is just the problem with, I mean, good and bad of capitalism. Right. You know, where like the rich and the powerful will always find a way. Like punishment, you get, you get to a point where you have enough money and you have enough power that no matter what you do, you will not 
you will never feel the full effects of what you deserve when you do something terrible. And even when you do things terribly, you will benefit on the way out the door. And this is like, I mean, we've, we've seen this time and time again of like, you know, the, the Don Matrick when he got, uh, oh, not Don Matrick. Um, I can't remember the, no, I can't remember. I always, I can't always mix them up. There's one of the mid 2000, uh, presidents from either Xbox or EA where he, he, he got fired from one of them. He went to like Zynga or King or something like that. And he got Don fired Magic. after like a year because he was so bad. It was Don, Don, was Magic. Don Magic. And then they they had a they had to pay him fifty million dollars to go away. <laughs> it's like you could do a bad job and they still you you will leave with life changing generational money. You just you can just suck at your job and you will be paid handsomely and you live off you can live off for hundreds of lifetimes. But um I, I, I digress at the core um, crux of things. Let's get back ahead. at to the uh, initial point of this transaction, which is highly hinted at by Phil Spencer and stuff was because of the huge library of games that could be put onto game pass. I mean, this is quintessentially why yeah. this acquisition happened. I mean, yes, because of the whole, like uh, the controversies and the whole lot of like various, the various shit going on Activision blizzard over the past couple of years Despite all of that and stuff, I kind of I had a feeling in the back of my mind, which, you know what, this would lead to some it would lead to something big happening down the line. You could never point never could point a finger at it and stuff. I didn't think potentially waking up one random morning and stuff, looking at my phone around six in the morning and all of a sudden seeing Microsoft buying the entirety of Activision Blizzard. I mean this yeah. is a different scope and scale as opposed to Microsoft buying Bethesda and like Zenimax Studios and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, yeah, we were excited with that. And all of a sudden, it trans it transforms into something even crazier than that. I mean, that's the thing. Leading up until that moment, we were like Microsoft was heavily hinting that they were not done with acquisitions or purchases and stuff. I mean, we were all speculating yeah. the like other types of companies, like third party companies, like a Capcom or a Sega. Or not even not even on that level. Just like yeah, Sega was kind of rumored because they've always yeah. wanted to get in Japan. Uh, but like we were thinking like um, the Plague Tale people, right? Or um, the people that Avalanche Studios that makes the uh, just cause games like that's the level we were thinking of like this is just like a level that like i i don't think anybody thought was possible we're like uh take two just set the record for the biggest video game acquisition ever last week when they when they bought zynga for 12.7 right. billion and breaking that record by 56 billion dollars microsoft buys the biggest ip in 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 game in gaming well maybe not the biggest but one of the five biggest maybe one of the ten biggest in all of entertainment and call the fucking duty absolutely and then also in there work world of warcraft is in there. you have multiple different uh, ips that defined either generation or that were heavy sellers if they're peaks with activision blizzard but the even going before this initial purchase and stuff like that i mean when it comes to the whole thing in regards to Activision Blizzard by Microsoft and stuff. Oh God, I'm starting to lose my train of thought again. But uh, there's just so much. Like, there's so many levels. I mean, well, yeah, it's hard, it's, to, it's hard to there definitely stay is. on track and stick to a point because there's there's like 50 different layers to this thing. It is the biggest onion in the world. 
There's so many well, layers. Yes, exactly. And to that point, you know, it's like this is a significant this is significant in a couple of different ways. One, because Activision Blizzard covers throughout the entirety of like all the different consoles and PC in that regards and stuff, you're gonna put it leads to the possibility of like games not appearing onto other platforms and stuff, barring, you know, PC, because mm-hmm. PC is PC. I mean, Microsoft and PC go hand in hand, but at the same mm-hmm. point and stuff. You start to think, what was the best-selling IP last year on the PlayStation? Well, Gables, that's so funny you may ask, because the exact same day they announced this, the NPDs dropped. And I want to get into that here. This does tie in, so... (laughs) um, Yes, uh, I was reading this. You know know me, Gables, I love Mm -hmm. NPDs. We talk about it every month when these drop out. Um, So you want to know the number one and number two uh, best-selling games of last year? Uh, um, let me look at this here. Let me get the glasses fixed here. We have oh, it's huh? Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Well, that's crazy. Uh, the top two selling games of last year, Vanguard, which had been out for seven weeks at that point. Um, I want to do some other searching here, Gables. Let's, let's go down. Let's look at the all right. Let's look at the top. We have the I'm looking at it right now the top twenty selling games for the year for PlayStation. Would you like to know okay, what number one is? Number one. Yep. Uh, Vanguard, uh, Call of Duty. You want to know what number three is, Gables? Okay, what is it? Uh, Call of Duty Black <laughs> Ops Cold War. Um, let's, let's, let's see here. What, do we got anything else going on here? It did. Uh, huh. I thought I saw... Uh, oh, yeah. You want to know where 16 is, is, Gables? Call of Duty Modern Warfare from 2019. <laughs> it doesn't matter the type of quality these Call of Duty games come out in. It's the fact that they've been consistent top sellers now for the past decade, but in the past couple of years, or even towards like the PS4 like generation with Xbox One and stuff, on PlayStation platforms, they have been top sellers. And the key point is like Microsoft quintessentially, even though Phil Spencer has said, you know, we're not taking Call of Duty away from the PlayStation, he didn't specify which Call of Duty he's not taking off the platform. Yeah, and I mean, I do want to mention, like I said, legally they Absolutely. can't like, say a lot they about can't. what they're going to do. Um, but this is also a lot of the same things they're saying about this is the same things yep. they're saying about Bethesda. And I think a lot of that is they just didn't know at the time. I bet they probably don't 100% know right now either. Uh, they got to do the math and figure out what that is. And like uh, Jeff Grubb did a really good job of like reporting a lot of this. And he mentioned that um, that they did the math on you know like Starfield and like making the the new the new Bethesda games and they realize it was going to cost them about 500 million dollars over the next 5 years to go exclusive with the new games. Obviously they're going to keep um they they've talked about like pre games that have been on these uh consoles previously like right. Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls Online, Skyrim stuff like that. They're going to keep supporting those and keep doing that Minecraft they've always done that with where Minecraft has always been on these consoles and they're going to keep supporting them on there. Like that's awesome they're going to keep doing that. So you got to assume Warzone, it's going to be okay. Um, but, I mean, if they're willing to take essentially a $100 million loss every year for the next five years um, to kind of uh, better help Game Pass in the long run, like Game Pass is losing money for them, but that's the future for them. The, the future, the plan is not necessarily buying consoles, but getting in the in the ecosystem. And the getting in the ecosystem Absolutely. is getting Game Pass, uh, whether it's on PC, uh, on your phone, on an iPad or owning a console, uh, that's the future. And getting eventually, there's going to be there's going to be apps on your TV. If they 
this is just one step closer to them getting Game Pass on your Switch and your PS5, um, which we, we can jump into later if we want to. But yeah, I think it's a very good point where like, yeah, they they said that, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're not planning on taking away uh, Call of Duty um, off of there. But like, yeah, I think, the, but this is like kind of the same shit, like I said, they said about Bethesda. And also, I mean, we, we can't forget that PlayStation has a co-marketing deal with mm-hmm. Call of Duty. I, that's something um, I didn't know. So they have aware of that. They, yeah, so legally they have to put these games on there. The only thing is how long is this how long is this contract going for? No Nobody one knows. knows the answer. Could it be two more years? Like no, no one's been able to figure it out. Uh, I have read about, I've tried to read about it. I've listened to other people talk about it that know about this shit. Uh, nobody nobody seems to know. Um, so they're required to at a certain point and we know that they will stick to these contracts because Deathloop um, is still a PlayStation exclusive, mm-hmm. console exclusive, and Ghostwire Tokyo, which is even out yet, will also be a, a console exclusive. For they, they used to have one year um, yep. leads on them before they can come to Xbox, and they're sticking to the guns on that. So they have to, for a certain amount of time, keep putting these oh, things exactly. on PlayStation. So who knows? But also, like I said, it's going to take a year and a half before this is done. So you got it. So at least 2022, Call of Duty will be as is. 2023 most likely would probably I mean, even if there was a co-marketing deal would probably still be on PlayStation. Um, but after 2024, I think is where I think we'll have an idea of when this contract's going to run out, or at least we'll know if the contract is, has not run out. Cause yeah. Um, so quite, I mean, yeah, quite I mean, soon, I, you know, I I we could be could. seeing an exclusive call of duty game on the Xbox. Yeah, and I've just, I've seen a lot of going back and forth about this, where people are saying it's nuts for them to do that, but but it's also people said the same thing about fucking Bethesda with like Starfield and all no, that. No, like, that's the thing. Yeah, but I'm like, they like, did but it. They did it. It's highly it's highly well thought out on Microsoft's part because quintessentially, not only are you getting a whole bunch of these IPs that people are familiar with going down like uh, with uh, with Game Pass and stuff like that, but the thing and the fact of the matter is, is like. Not only that, though, but you take away a major resource for your competition right here with PlayStation and stuff because they're top sellers, even though they still have Vanguard and they still have whatever they're contractually obligated and stuff like that to put on their systems and stuff like that. That's not going to be forever because once that deal finally goes through and stuff like that, if, say, like a 2023 or 2024 and stuff, if that contract expires by then and that next major call of duty is going to be day one on game pass fuck no <laughs> this is going to be like a crazy shit but this is definitely yeah. would be considered a direct shot against their competition with sony because it's like not only are they losing all those various ips and stuff it puts sony in the position of hey we gotta it's it's like they gotta introduce something in regards to what they're doing to combat not only with their rumored like uh, Game Pass thing to compete against Xbox, like in Microsoft and stuff, but potentially, what is their call to go forth and answer what Microsoft has done with acquiring Activision? Because here's the thing: in the top three gaming yeah. companies stuff right now, and like whatever, you have Sony, you have Tencent, and you have Microsoft now with this acquisition. So it's mm. definitely a lot to unravel and stuff. And even for those that are listening that may not know the severity of what this type of transaction like is 
or even like for some people that have been around gaming for quite a long time and stuff, the significance of this is like you have a whole bunch of IPs now that are classic stuff you probably play coming onto the Xbox, but also you have classic IPs that PlayStation used to have back in around the late, like yeah. the mid to late 90s with the Crash Bandicoot games, the Spyro games in that regards. Yeah, those those were like their games. Absolutely. Those were their mascots. And now they're going to be exclusive on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's so there's so many like I said there's so many layers to this, and like going back to a little bit here like you know like I was saying like people were saying like you know it's crazy to go exclusive and crazy but it's like yeah it's crazy to go exclusive but it's also crazy to put these games that sell millions of copies on Game Pass. It's like well people like well this is Call of Duty this is the biggest game gaming IP out there I'm like yeah you know what. Is also really fucking crazy, taking the number one and two bestseller of the year and putting them on Game Pass, which they're gonna do. So, and then what? What's gonna be awesome about that is those games do super duper well in fucking microtransactions. And know who's gonna get all of that money? Yeah, Xbox is because that thing is only gonna be on PC, which will go through their launcher, whether it's the fucking Microsoft, the Xbox. Or the Battle.net fucking true. launcher. They will get all of that fucking money. That's all their money. All of it. It's theirs. They get it. They get to keep it. It's theirs. Um, so they're going to make that. I mean, this, they're making that money back. They're not worried about making. This is not like the most capitalist thing. Like it's uh, capitalism. I understand that. But it's not like the capitalist thing. Where like, we got to make as much money as we possibly can. Where it's like if they want. They worried about that. They would. They would keep Starfield on PlayStation. They would keep these games on PlayStation. They're not going to do it. And, and like I said, like yeah, people think it's crazy to, to to make them exclusive. But like I said, it's crazy to put it on Game Pass. Depends the perspective do with it. things too. It's and, like when Phil Spencer initially took over for Don Matrick and stuff after the whole Xbox One flop and debacle with that. Everything in regards to what they've been planning has been highly like methodical. There have been quite a few missteps and there have been quite a few mistakes they have went through. And have done, I mean, yeah. throughout the whole entirety of that Xbox One generation, the biggest critique that Microsoft has was console-exclusive first-party games. Yeah. And... Yeah. They kept, they would they would try to get them, and the they would thing. get canceled. The you thing know? about it that makes it so crazy and stuff, it's like, yes, that was one of their biggest critiques. It takes time. It takes years to create a lot of that exclusive titles from in-house. And so Microsoft, with... Phil Spencer going through and literally convincing the higher ups over at like Microsoft and stuff. Hey, we need to re we need to double down upon what we're doing here with the gaming stuff because there was that one point where that whole company was going to be pulling out of the gaming market. I mean, that's legitimately what could have happened at one point. But the fact remains is the methodical approach in terms of like things like accessibility with things like going through and acquiring a lot of these major publishers and like a lot of the, these big third parties that we used to like look forward to seeing some of their conferences from year to year and stuff like that, or even like some of their IPs we've grew up playing and stuff like that. They have now been acquired in almost like almost a super huge, like a, uh, like a super huge like package in regards to that of what Microsoft is going through and like, offering in that regards this is something we have not seen and this is like a gaming company that's quintessentially growing big literally by the year like the years and stuff like that through 
acquired yeah. acquisitions, their emphasis on trying to expand gaming like uh, companies inside, like just gaming properties inside the supposed metaverse with Zuckerberg and that shit. The supposed like the Game Pass stuff, trying to accelerate digital gaming upon consoles and stuff like that. You know, it's that subscription service is like multiple different prongs, like multiple different tiers of complexity that we have not seen a gaming we have not seen from a major gaming publisher try doing. And that was so crazy about this acquisition because, yeah, barring the Zynga acquisition, you know, like with that $11 billion and stuff, that is what we thought would could be a possible peak. But yet seeing sixty like $68.7 billion and being paid out of pocket, that is what was paid out of yeah. pocket by Microsoft. They literally, yeah. they they literally spent... It. Yeah. The entire worth of Nintendo in order to get fucking Activision Blizzard. <laughs> and they paid double. Yeah. They paid like double or like more than the initial asking price of what Activision Blizzard wanted. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. Um, yeah, it's, it's just there's so many different things like I want to tackle and we haven't tackled. And it's just hard to like. Because it's just gets like the more you think about, it, the more you talk about the crazy. It's like yeah, exactly. It's um, like a rabbit hole. It's like you go down different layers of dirt, and all of a sudden you cover more layers of dirt and more complex tunnels yeah. you're going through and making, and you're not yeah. going to get done with it quick. <laughs> it's 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 nuts because like there's so many different like questions like the future of Blizzard, the future of Call of Duty, the future of like these studios where it's like, you know, like part of the reason why like I mentioned like Activision uh, had approached people about wanting to sell. Right, uh, and this is even before the lawsuits, all that was even happening. Where it got to the point we've talked about over the last couple of years, like um, you know, we said, the lawsuits obviously terrible. Um, can't not mention that it's awful what's going on there. Uh, but sticking just with the business side of things on this, where we have talked about for the last couple of years now, where we've seen Blizzard on the business side, um, we've talked about it. It's been pretty obvious about how bad things have like. The World of Warcraft subscription rate is dropping. Uh, it's still doing incredibly well, but it's dropping. Vanguard, I mean, just recently, uh, was one of the is one of the worst Call of Duty launches uh, since yep. 2006, but still by far the best selling game of, of last year. But in in terms of Call of Duty, yeah, considered Vanguard um, is the worst selling one since 2006. It still topped the fucking year in sales. What does that say? <laughs> yeah, in six weeks. Yeah. Um, but then you look at like, uh, and and you get, that's when you talk about like, you know, Warzone still thing. So I mean, but anyways, but then you look at like, uh, High Moon, uh, Vicarious Visions is gone. Toys for Bob has been turned to a support team. They have twelve studios. I, I think it was twelve studios that are all just working Call on Call of Duty, and then they have Blizzard, who is just royally fucked up everything they've touched. For the last few years, where we, we went on a whole rant just a yep. month or so ago about how they royally fucked up Overwatch, where they oh, just abandoned that to quickly get over to get Overwatch two out, and then the game has just got delayed to twenty twenty three. Diablo four, th- we don't that game is allegedly a twenty twenty three game, and we talked about just like this was in twenty nineteen Gables just the fucking three years ago when the debauchery when, and all this legendary bullshit that Blizzard of, did of BlizzCon. <laughs> whereas is this is this April Fool's yes. joke? It's <laughs> like all of it. Like, it's 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 wild. But you what know they have what done. is the most um, wild thought of it all and stuff? 
it's like it could easily be like a monopoly thing that could eventually come up in the gaming industry but it's the most excited i felt like i've been in regards to anticipation of what microsoft is going to do next in regards to not only this transaction but potentially what they are going to bring forward because like you were stating before yes there are still multiple different layers that be like gone through and served i mean for all we know they could get the remnants of the teams that were working on call of duty and possibly reform some of these key groups bring back bring back neversoft, NeverSoft. they could and here's that we can't really rule this out like bring back neversoft toys for bob like all these other like companies that Activision pretty much swallowed and dismantled through their own bullshit, like Sierra and stuff like that. They have these options. They have these IPs and they've made a great effort in regards to getting back people, key people in order to create those specific type of niche experiences that they want to offer. I mean, case in point, you know, it's like when like, uh, Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of like a good example beforehand. Even with like with rare and stuff like that, you know, getting back to the to the basic stuff, bringing back classic IPs. Some said like with rare's backlog was that like Battle Toads and shit like that, you know. Oh my god, Gables, Gables, what, what about this? Uh-huh. Toys for Bob makes Banjo Kazooie oh remake, dude. Dude, that's the thing. It's like, I'm thinking of it now because you mentioned it, you son of a bitch. But still, (laughs) that's the thing. That's the thing. You can't initially rule it out because that is a possibility now. I just want to point out, we've been doing this for nearly nine years. This is episode 473. I don't think Gables has ever cursed at me before. (laughs) I don't think it's ever happened. The one thing... The one game and stuff that could potentially get me excited about this whole thing without me even realizing, like, holy shit, you are fucking right. That could <laughs> And it got me fucking excited. Oh, Jesus. But... We do got to keep it. We do got to keep in mind. People are going crazy. Like, oh, expect this soon. Expect this soon. We got to remember, they can't do anything for another year, probably spring to summer of yeah, 2023. That's... So we got to remember that. We got to keep them on. They can't even like tell them to start developing thing, whether World of Warcraft is coming to Xbox soon, because people got to remember Final Fantasy 14, the MMO, is exclusive console-wise oh, to World PlayStation. World of Warcraft was exclusive so it, the Xbox, to the Xbox, and they reworked the entirety of the fucking classes and shit and not make them bland as shit. <laughs> you got yourself a big old war with Final Fantasy 16. You got, then you, then maybe you, they, uh, in all this, you got like, they did announce tw- over 25 million people have Game Pass now, which is awesome. It's the best deal in gaming. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. Like, it, it, it's very exciting because it's just like, I think Xbox now has 32 studios um, that they own. Uh, what does this mean for Call of Duty? Is this become, is it no longer an annual thing? And has there been reports coming out today that Microsoft is considering potentially no longer making an annual thing? What does that mean for, like, does that mean... Do campaigns go away? Does the micro does does the uh, mm. uh, multiplayer does that become? You know, like do those become more spread out? Do we see more of an Assassin's Creed type thing where you get one, you get like over a course of five years, you get three games, uh, kind of a thing where you know they they'll just randomly take a break for a year and they'll make they'll do one game possibly two in a row, and then they'll take a break off for a year and then do another game 
and then do two or then take a break and then two do two games in a row. Um, and just free up Treyarch to do something else. It's just free up. Uh, I mean, Raven is basically the Warzone people. I don't think they're going to break, but like, or maybe they break off and just do like they build separate teams within right. these studios where we see that we see that a lot with PlayStation where they don't make a lot of new studios. They just hire they hire more in within right. their current studios and then make two teams, two three teams in each studio. Maybe we see that. Um, it's it's wild. It's just it's fun right now. To it's just, we're just in this crazy time right now where it's just like. Anything is possible. We're our minds are going rampant with this, and it's like I would like people are like I've seen a lot of people like ooh, it's just a bunch of tired franchises, which I, I understand. Like these franchises have been around for a long time, but they're the biggest franchises out there. Um, I do want to mention a little bit about people are like going like talking about like monopolies and uh, you know this consolidation of big companies. Where like yeah, that Demolition Man, uh, the fantastic movie from the nineties. Where everything is just owned by Taco Bell, like that's becoming more and more real, uh, in a lot of ways. But I'll say this, like, but it's, it's weird because we're all super excited and happy about it. And I remember talking to Justin about this, about Bethesda, a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever it was. Um, and I mentioned to him like, it's really weird because it's like I'm excited, but I don't know why. And he mentioned he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm happy for Xbox, but I'm not happy about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's. A, that's like that's the way to put it, and I feel like in this case when we're, we're here we're talking about Activision being bought by um, Microsoft, where it's like we're excited because it's Microsoft, it's Xbox, which everybody loves Xbox right now. The vibes are good, consumer happiness is good, Game Pass is fucking awesome, and Activision is just at an all time low as far as output of games and all the bullshit going on with them with lawsuits and everything like that, and just everything on top, everything about them is just bad. Right now, so that's why we're cool with it. If this was fucking e, uh, I don't know, Ubisoft being bought by, well, I guess Ubisoft's being uh, has troubles, with lo- uh, sexual harassment lawsuits too. Um, EA gets bought by Facebook, we wouldn't no. be super pumped about that. Or if it was EA be even be, being bought by Microsoft, we'd be like a little more. Well, I don't okay, like we'd probably be a little more excited because it's fucking Microsoft or it's Xbox, but like we're happy for it because it's one company that we all love right now buying a company we all yeah. fucking hate right now. Um, so like, it's definitely a weird thing. And people are talking like, okay, how, what does PlayStation do? And I wouldn't be shocked if like PlayStation can't do what they no. do. They can't buy. They don't have Microsoft. PlayStation is the most important thing about Sony. Microsoft, we have talked about many times. Xbox, grand scheme of things, not that important in Microsoft. Uh, they have Windows. That will just print money yep. for them forever. Um you know, they can't go out and spend and drop $50, 60000000000 billion without, without having to take a loan out. Obviously, it's they can borrow money. It's not a big deal. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked, Gables, if I honestly think that either Square Enix or Capcom will be bought this year by – will be at least announced to be acquired by PlayStation Sony this year. That's not out of the realm of possibility. There has – I know you bring up a great point there. Capcom, Square Enix. If Sony buys either one of them, I wouldn't be surprised by it either. Because let's look at it this way. Sony is not going to buy like one of the other third, like all the other major like third-party publishers, like say like an EA or a Ubisoft. Or Ubisoft, Both of those yeah. American, yeah, yeah or, or Take-Two, two, those American-themed, well, 
well, mostly American themed, except for Ubisoft. It's like France, and uh, they're all they're over, all the, over place the place yeah, Europe, and stuff France, like that. Canada, but Canada, uh, the point Canada, being is, Sony is not going to go out and just buy one of those major like uh, third party publishers outright. It's going to be something that's going to amass by trickling in, maybe getting a few of the ones that make sense for their platform. But at the key thing is to try to keep it from going on and being acquired by Microsoft. <laughs> that's what I kind of feel like that's part of what's going to happen. And if they truly want to get back inside their good graces to the, like say their homeland in regards to Japan, because it seems more and more, more and more Sony and like PlayStation in general and stuff is less focused upon its own like homegrown like territory and stuff and more focused upon American stuff. Oh yeah. Acquiring a company like say like with Capcom or Square Enix and stuff like that, I mean they're rooted Japanese companies. And it's like acquiring yeah. one of those two, even like a Square Enix with their various things, a library, their their luscious like IPs that they've got. You know, you got your Final Fantasies, you got your Dragon like Dragon Quest games, you got all these various like RPGs and all even like things like uh with Tomb Raider and like the IPs from like the yeah. IDOS stuff like like say Tomb Raider, Avengers, Avengers, I mean Yeah. We can say what we will about Avengers and stuff like that, but uh but it's just the fact of the matter is it's like Square Enix to PlayStation, I could see that. Cause for a good solid decade plus that was the platform that you would play. And even, even like, say, Sony, even though I don't see it happening soon, acquiring something like a Sega, because a lot of the platform, a lot of the IPs that Sega owns, especially when it comes to Atlas, a company that Sega owns, are PlayStation, are generally PlayStation games. Yeah. Though there is rumors in regards to, like, potential, like, multi-platform releases of like some of the games that atlas has like especially with the persona series in that regards no there that that makes too much sense and sega's too bad at business to put their games that sell They're super, super well far behind when it comes to a lot of their stuff <laughs> this is this is the same company like that people... fucking was so shocked that persona 4 golden so well on steam yeah, I was gonna make the same reference that they were shocked how well it sold on on Vita's PC. Number one, that they just didn't re that they just didn't release any other games yeah, on any other the platform. PlayStation Vita's <laughs> like, number what? one best selling game, and quite honestly, I feel it's the best game on that platform, Persona Four Golden. And yet, they still didn't put two and two together. That hey, oh. They put it on PC, Gables. They put it on PC, and that's what I mean. It sold extremely well, <laughs> and they were stunned by it. And then they just didn't well, do, do it know? again. A long-quality game actually <laughs> sells. Hey! Yeah. We should probably put this on other things. I bet people, more people buy it. Oh, Now nah, it's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Persona 5, we should probably put that somewhere else. No, no one will buy it. But in the long, no buy it. In the long story of uh, long story short with this stuff, it goes back to reiterate what I'm saying before. Sony has to answer this back in some form of way and stuff. They can't initially just let this kind of thing like slide in that regards. You know, it's not like say the end of the world. Okay, this big third party publisher and stuff is like they're not going to have a lot of their games pass like a certain extent down in the future. But uh, the thing is, there are plenty of questions that need to be asked. It's like if they are 
going through with their own type of Game Pass service, as if as evident by like their PlayStation Now cards being taken off their freaking store shelves and stuff like that from major retailers. The whole like rumors going on the past year of them possibly teaming up with things like Crunchyroll or something to offer like a service for like a yearly subscription alongside PlayStation Plus, and also in regards to like the backwards compatibility potentially of like PS3 games or whatever the fuck. You know, just ironically, just showing up on the the PlayStation Store, like in terms of PlayStation Three games actually showing up in the store. I mean, the shit's got to hit the fan at some point, right here. It's like for them to get like a little bit more like uh, competition in regards to using their own Game Pass like system, they got to do something in regards to. Well, we have we have the Spartacus. Uh, rumor coming up. We talked about oh, PlayStation now yes. away last week, but yeah, I, I mean, I think, but it's never, it's not no. gonna be the level, and it'd be really stupid for them business wise. Yeah, do exactly. Or, I mean, Game Pass is the thing because nobody. I mean, not to be a, a dick here or to talk shit. And I'm not trying. You know, I love Xbox. Um, we talk. We 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 spent a whole fucking fifty three minutes love ranting about how much we love it. Um, but the key, the the factor is that just nobody was buying. Xbox no. exclusives, like the big exclusives. We thought Halo Wars Two, Halo, a game with Halo in it, in the title. Halo Wars Two didn't even sell a half a million copies no, on Xbox. It didn't. Where a PlayStation Days Gone sold nearly eight million copies. Yes, <laughs> like Days Gone, a game that wasn't very good, sold eight million copies. Spider Man, God of War, all those games sold twenty. Almost twenty million copies. Like yes. their games sell. Uh, their game they don't they don't sell Nintendo well, but nobody who know who does uh, first party wise. Um, so it'd be really stupid. For, I would love it. If they came on Game Pass for PlayStation and they put fucking I don't know the next Horizon on there, God of War Ragnarok, and I could just pay fifteen bucks and get it. I'd be amazing. Uh, but they won't do it, and I get why they won't do it. Um, and I'm totally fine spending the seventy bucks to buy it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's just so, like people are like, excited about this prospect. I'm just like, it's hard to get excited because they just don't know what it will be and what it will be on there. Uh, now, if they buy a Capcom or a Square Enix, and they put those games on like the older games on there, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of go back to that where I think why I mentioned Square Enix, Capcom, where you look at like the previous, it's it's much like Nintendo where Nintendo buys a studio, which doesn't happen very often, but when they do. It's somebody they've worked with a lot in the past, right. like a monolith or a next level. Uh, you look at like the the studios that um, uh, uh, PlayStation has bought recently, with, like Fire Sprite, Blue Point, um, and there's a couple others they bought recently. I can't think of off the top of my head, but like all these studios they've been buying, and there's like the, the PC company, the sport sports studio they just bought. Um, all of those they've had they've been working with a lot over the over the last decade or more. Um, so they have those deals in place. This isn't like um, an Xbox where they're just buying these studios out of out of the blue. Where like PlayStation is buying these studios. Where like we talked about them buying Bluepoint yeah. for years. Like that's just happening. It's got to happen. Oh, the Returnal studio. They just bought that. Um, that was one of the ones I couldn't think of. Uh, but like they've had. But they uh, they've been put. Resident Gun was a fucking PlayStation Four launch game. Like they've had years of a decade or more of putting games out for them. Um, so that's why I think Capcom, when you look at like, you know, like a lot of, they've had a lot of deals in place with them with like Resident Evil seven VR, 
Uh, they have had like the Resident Evil Eight was they had a a, a marketing uh, deal with them, um, and they like exclusive content coming to them. Uh, they've had a lot of deals in place with them before. You look at Square Enix, like I said, Final Fantasy fourteen was it is right now a console exclusive. Final Fantasy seven remake, Final Fantasy seven sixteen, all console exclusives to to PlayStation. Uh, they have a lot of deals in place. Spider-Man coming to Marvel's Avengers. Like, they have deals with them in place to put these games on there uh, and have exclusive either deals or content. Uh, so, I, I would lean towards, I bet Square Enix is probably the most likely uh, one to happen. I think it'd be the one that would be more right. exciting, I think, for pe- for PlayStation fans. Um, but it's not something I necessarily want. People are like, ooh, what is the Xbox going to buy next? It's like, I don't really know if I want them to buy anything. At least if, like... I find like buying like a double fine like that's awesome that's cool or buying these smaller studios I'm not gonna complain about that but it's like I don't want them I don't want EA to get bought right. by one of them I don't want Nintendo fucking buying Take Two or something you know I don't want that to happen uh, although it would be funny to put GTA <laughs> Six on Switch uh, <laughs> oh, if GTA yeah, Six no. actually I would be I take that back I would be totally cool if GTA Six is a Switch exclusive oh, I would love that I would love to play GTA Six online on Switch online <laughs> that would be fucking amazing oh my god. Please do it. Please make it happen. I like want ten that times more than worse anything. Than like fanboys like cringing because the fucking Bayonetta two was like a Wii U exclusive at one point. <laughs> oh my god, that's still my all time favorite thing. Where it's like this thing wouldn't happen if Nintendo wouldn't yep. have done it. But I'm also mad about it. It's like what? Fuck off. Uh, I don't know. It, it's uh, this whole thing. It's just so cr- it's crazy. It's like it just feels like uh, it's that Kevin Garnett moment after he won the NBA Finals. Anything yep. is possible, Gables. Anything is possible. Like I just, there's just some forbidden doors you didn't think would ever be opened, and now I feel like anything, anything can happen, uh, in in the gaming world right now. Um, I do want to mention, uh, it's something I kind of okay. want to talk about. At what point does Game Pass possibly become a bad thing for gaming? At what point when it does become a bad thing? Hmm. Because. This is where I've been kind of I'm worried about where like I have talked to a lot of people about um, sorry for audio listeners or I'm getting a little framey over here with my computer. Uh, but uh, like you look at the early days of mobile, people were willing to spend a few dollars absolutely on games and, and then free to play came a thing. And then no longer were people really willing to spend money to buy a game. They're only willing to buy to download free games, and then maybe they spend money once they're in the ecosystem, but they wouldn't pay money. You look at like Super Mario Run was considered a failure. Um, came out, I think, it was yes. a ten dollars game, and then it sold very well, all things considered. But for mobile, that said, did it was a huge disappointment. Um, and I'm worried that we might get to a point where gaming right now is the most expensive there right. to make a game. Price of games hasn't gone up. It's gone up twenty dollars in yep. twenty years. Uh, and we've heard a lot of people pissed off about them going up ten dollars this generation, which I've talked about. It's ten bucks. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to allow ten dollars to interfere with me having a great time. Uh, obviously, I mean, maybe be I'll be pickier about some of the games I pick up. But God of War Ragnarok, I'm seventy. The extra ten dollars will not stop me <laughs> from buying God of War Ragnarok. Um. Uh. But anyways. Uh. I. I. I'm just concerned because I see so many people. I kind of look at like you look at the movie industry where it's like, 
I've I, you've heard it for the last you know since Netflix became it like really like the whole streaming thing blew up where it's like oh, I'll just wait for it to come to like a streaming service one of these days or I'll just do this like even for me like where it's like um, you know people don't want to buy movies anymore like even digitally people don't want to buy too many movies uh, digitally physically because they're just gonna wait they'll I'm like I'll just wait you know six eight nine months before it's come to Netflix or HBO Max or whatever um, you know I'm not gonna go to the theater to go see it uh, and we see that we're like nowadays most movies in if a movie comes to theaters it's like a big huge blockbuster like it's got to be a billion dollar hit or it's a failure kind of thing um you know we, we don't see like that middle tier movie has kind of gone away where it's like those movies that like just make 60 80 million 100 million dollars in theaters is just like it's not like it's not worth the risk to make this fifteen dollar fifteen million dollar movie and put it in theaters, it's not worth it. Like, we'll make this five. Like, so now you see like a lot of indie movies coming out, or you see like those. It's very rare to see those kind of movies come out anymore at theaters. Like, they don't. They don't like how they used to be. It's like it's the it's the next Marvel movie, the next DC, the yeah. next big IP, Lego, uh, Matrix. What like it's it's a known franchise or IP that's coming to, like because people aren't willing to spend money will wait for it to come to a streaming service they already they already have uh later um and i i grow concerned in the gaming world and like i was mentioning with like mobile gaming where like once free to play blew up it's like well i'm not going to spend i'm not going to spend a dollar to buy this game where there's a million free to play games i don't have to spend a dime on uh, it, it concerns me where i see a lot of people saying i'll just wait for it to come in game even like talking ship like uh you know it's like everybody there is the last year or so, it's like turn to Game Pass. A lot of that, my fault, Gables. I, I turned a lot of people on the Game Pass on, uh, and a lot of people bought Xboxes because of me. Uh, I will admit that. Uh, and I love Game Pass. It's it's an awesome deal. I love it. I'm, I'm not even trying to make a joke at this point about that. It is the best deal in gaming. But it, it concerns me where it's like, is there a point where we get, we go too far in that level where people are just like, well, I'm just gonna buy an Xbox One S or Series S. I mean, or even maybe next. And I'm only going to play things that come to Game Pass. And for a lot of, and like, you know, it's always, it's kind of hard sometimes because, like, we are in the weeds. We are the hardcore gamers. We read a lot about a lot of shit. We, you know, we buy we buy a decent chunk of yes. games that we want to play. But, like, I, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are, like, more casual. Don't, like, they would, like, they don't only buy the one, two, three, four games a year. Um, and that's it. You know, it's like, at what point does it, does Game Pass become eventually a bad thing? Where like you said, like I said, the budget for these games, where like a PlayStation Five game, PlayStation Four game, costs one hundred fifty to two hundred million dollars to make. Now, where ten years ago it cost twenty, thirty million dollars to make a, a game, and now it's, you know, it's six, seven times the amount. The price of a game has only gone up ten dollars at that point. Um, and like, where does that, where do we hit that point? You know, where it's like, we've gone too far in one direction where it's like, like we, we keep expecting more and more and more from these consoles and more and more and more from these games. But now we're at a point where we want to spend less and less and less than ever before. And I'm like, that's great. You know, you know, like I'm all for getting the best deal out there. I'm not trying to be like this elite thing. Like I'm not an elitist. I, I mean, you know, I live by myself. 
I don't make a ton of money, you know. Uh, I live paycheck to paycheck like everybody else, but like, um, I don't want to sit there and say you have to buy these games or full price or whatever. But there, there is a point where it's like we can't have both. We can't keep the bar can't keep going up while we are willing to spend less and less. And that's where my concern is. Like, I just talk about Call of Duty is the biggest IP out there, the number one, number two best selling game of the year last year. And those games are about to come to Game Pass and be the cheapest they've ever been. Ever. 15, 16 years ago, they were $60. Now they're $15 a month. I I don't... That's what concerns me. Where it's like, I I love Game Pass. I do. But at what point... I don't... don't, At what point do we, we cross that line of no return where it's like it the bubble burst like i talked about a couple weeks ago where like where does that bubble burst in subscriptions where everybody has a fucking you know there's a ubisoft there's an ea play there's a playstation there's an xbox look at entertainment world there's a paramount paramount has a network fucking netflix prime video hulu disney plus hbo max the base hbo there's so cbs there are so many subscription services Fucking Peacock, like Tubi. I don't, there's so many out the crackle. There's so many. I just keep thinking of more as I'm talking. Paramount Plus. <laughs> no way. Yes. At what point uh, do does that bubble burst? Where like we, we talk about like people like would bitch about like oh cable's so expensive. I'm paying I'm paying a hundred dollars a month for cable, and then people are spending a hundred fifty dollars a month on subscription. They're paying services. more on subscription services you know, like, than they actually are doing with cable on some. Case. Yeah, and you could argue that the content is better overall. We're getting, we're getting more. We have more options. We have more high quality TV shows. We have more movies to watch than ever. But it's like we are people that can only consume so much. Uh, you know, it's like even for me, like I hit that mark about a year a year ago, where it's like, you know, I'm sitting there doing the math. I'm sitting there looking. I'm sitting there break. Down, I have a fucking whiteboard over here that I I look at every month and I break down all my bills. And like that, I look at, okay, here's what's coming up this week, this week, this week. And I'm like, a year ago, I hit that point where I'm just like, I'm paying, I have YouTube TV, I have Hulu, I have, I have Disney Plus. I'm paying a hundred and some odd dollars a month for all these subscription services. And I use one or two, you know, maybe it's like, so like I hit that point, you know, for myself personally. And I probably have, I don't know. I don't have, a, I don't have a significant other. I don't have kids. Uh, I, you know, I work a shit ton of hours, but I probably have more free time than most, uh, you know, that have a family out there. Uh, it's like, I can't keep up with all this shit. Like, it's not worth it for me. And I just, I don't know. I'm just, the more I think about, the more concerned I get about this awesome service at a point, there might be a, come, a, a point where like, it just becomes too awesome and it, it, it becomes unsustainable or either the price gets incredibly high for this thing. Where it's no longer like fifteen dollars. Don't think about it. Comes out, it's worth it. Even if I don't use it for a month, it's still worth it to have just around. Um, just to like once a month, just scroll through and look at all the options I have. Uh, you know, maybe it comes twenty five, thirty bucks a month, or maybe to the point where like, okay, well we can't make a five, six, two hundred million dollar games a year. Well, now we're just gonna we can only make the afford to make these fifty, sixty million dollar games uh, instead. I don't know. I just I don't know. 
It's just something I, I, I want to I want to throw out there because I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about it. Um, and maybe it's years down the line we have to worry about this, but I think it's a fair question. I don't know. Gabe. I mean, what's the all right? Thing? So there's a lot to unpack in regards to what uh, you were like bringing up in that regard. So when does Game Pass start becoming a detriment more than it actually has, like in regards to being so awesome right at this moment in time? And there are a couple of different key points I can think about. One, oversaturation. We're seeing it right now with the various streaming services on multiple different media platforms. So for video streaming, obviously, it's the multitude of the whole streaming like bubble, as you were, just echeloning, you know, just you know, just talking about in regards to having Netflix, having Hulu, have Disney Plus, and all this safe, so on and so forth, to the extent where it's increasing people's bills so much to where it's like they're initially, some are paying initially over than what they would have been when they still had cable. But this initial oversaturation of like subscription services and stuff like that, oversaturation of it means more people are going to grow tired of the initial streaming service eventually, especially paying a lot of the lump sums for each individual one, and then it's going to consolidate down, and it's the bubble eventually is going to burst in that stuff. And what I think is with the oversaturation, you know, that's going to lead to obviously some streaming services being like busting and stuff like that or joining with other companies and stuff like that to form like uh, bigger chunks, but less in terms of itself. I mean, we're starting to see things in certain like the streaming stuff, but that's one of key point and stuff like that with, uh, Game Pass and stuff, one of the major things I could think of that could potentially happen is like what I was stating previously with oversaturation in regards to how many people have this Game Pass, how many different types of service. If Microsoft were to be successful in putting it on, say, a PlayStation or a Nintendo system and stuff, and then many people have that sort of access to that much variety, yes, that's going to go forth and like get people more akin, more trained in regards to playing games off of that type of a service. But another thing that you could potentially have, potentially have is the ever-increasing amount of games being put on the service that have less like less content or something, or there is less amount of concrete, worthwhile games playing inside of the year, say, they released. So I know one critique that I've had with regards to Game Pass, especially over the past year, is, yes, you would get various games released on it, but in terms of certain indie games and stuff, you're, the, the thing about it is it could be a mixed bag. One indie game you're going to extremely like, one you're not going to like so much and so forth. You know, it. I think you've even brought this up too, Tyler, on occasion where it's like some parts of Game Pass, some parts of games on Game Passes are maybe like possibly a seven at best in terms of some playability or this or that. <laughs> but there are plenty of awesome games on Game Pass's service now. Yeah, but I, I do want to mention. I, I think it's. I think that's kind of the best part sometimes about Game Pass, where it's like, this game is a seven, but I'm really happy it's on Game Pass because I played them, I beat this game, and right. I enjoyed the hell out of it because it's a seven and I, it's on Game Pass. Like the gunk I just beat right. a month ago on it was on Game Pass, and I'm like that game's a seven ass seven, but yes. I had a blast with that game. It's a good, it's a good time. It's a good five hour game, uh, but if I would have dropped thirty dollars on it. My opinion probably be right a lot at different. that point too. It's like 
I could potentially see like more games like saying just like that seven or even below like narrative being released on there in terms of like say less content on it and more so in terms of like of a micro transactional type of thing kind of similar to like what a mobile type of thing that's personally I am just guessing in that regards but I feel like that there are going to be some cues taken from like mobile in that regards to where the thing about mobile stuff like you've already went forth into depth about and stuff is that quintessentially people got so tired of like paying more than say like a dollar for certain content and stuff they've been conditioned oh okay so the average mobile game you pay a dollar or something or an entry in and stuff and you pay all these various microtransaction stuff just to go through and like do this and do that with this one game you know just to see your artificial like resources and stuff fill up and this and that that's the same type of thing i am have a fear in regards to game pass to where because so many people have it and because so many people play it the content of the game in and of itself is going to de-evolve from having all these great games and stuff like that initially on the service through licensing through this and that but then newer games coming out that take more content out and then more content out and even more content after that to where you're initially just nickel and diming every single bit like you have been for like other free to play games, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, like with, with Call of Duty coming to Game Pass, where it's like, at what point does maybe it doesn't make sense to do a single player right. campaign? Because it's coming to Game Pass. Like, I can understand, like, you're still going to be selling this a box of this. Uh, you know, you're still gonna be selling this, you know, on Xbox. You're still gonna be selling this on PC, and it'll probably still sell really well. Like Forza Horizon Five was number twenty right. best-selling game of last year. That game came out in, in uh, early November, um, and that game was on Game Pass. Um, you know, like at what point does like, you know, do they, like you said, they kind of like nickel and dime it, or like where they take try to like cut costs somewhere? It's like, well, it's like. What's the point? And we see this like Black Ops Four didn't have a fucking campaign, um, you know. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm just wondering what what is the future of this world we're in, where you know, like we these high budget AAA games. What's the future for them hmm. in this world where like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to. I I'm happy Game Pass. I mean, I love Game Pass. We've we've talked about it over and over again. I'll say it. I'll shout it from any any fucking rooftop. I think I almost single handedly responsible for talking ship turning going from a pro 360 era to pro PS4 era to back to Xbox era. Uh, the in the last like 12 to 15 months, raving about Game Pass. Um, so it's just I don't know. It's just that's weird. I do Gables. Okay. I do want to move on real fast. We gotta get we gotta get off of this. Are you looking at yes, the screen share right now? All right. I want to type something in. I, I have purposely waited <laughs> not to say anything because I want, I'm going to put the time code in first for people, um, for everybody here. So um, I'm going to type this, this in here for you, Gables, and I want to just see your reaction. So for audio listeners, I apologize. Give me a second here. How do I type this in mm-hmm. What? <laughs> is this a thing? You want to just read? You you, you want to just read yes, what I exactly. typed out? Okay, for our listeners, 
Tyler just went through and typed in something right here that kind of threw me for a loop. Hyrule Warriors makers making a Mario Musso game. <laughs> is this a joke or is this a real thing? This is a real story. So this hasn't been confirmed. This is a rumor. This is a rumor, but it's a very good rumor. These are from people I hear a lot of good, good leaks right. from. <laughs> that the High War Warrior devs are making a Mario Musso hmm. game. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I my brain is literally going into three different directions right now because I'm now I'm just seeing Goombas flying across like a fucking battlefield, dude. There's fifty of them just go bopping everywhere. <laughs> I, I just see it fucking Mario doing his like kick jump thing and just like kicking like 50 fucking uh, Koopa Troopas in the air. <laughs> just in the Vincible Star, you just get like over 100 fucking Goombas like across everyone. Oh, God. I just wanted to. I, I, I've been waiting days for this reaction. I My week has lived upon this reaction <laughs> for. <laughs> for this news when i heard this news i'm like i can't wait to tell game okay that's something even i wasn't even aware that rumor was circulating because i have been normally keeping mom in regards to any type of rumors in regards to either nintendo or what or with sony or even with microsoft are fucking doing i mean i see their news bulletins and stuff but uh i didn't realize this was a rumored thing <laughs> <laughs> it's a new one uh it's just kind of what I heard. Um, yeah, I I hope to God this. is I real. want to see the footage of this. This is, if I, this is real. I can't I can't wait. I I don't know how far along this is. I don't know how far out it is, or even if it's even eventually become a thing. But at the very least, it is in the it is in the making. Uh, whether or not it ever sees the night of day, who knows? Uh, but my God, Gables, I so badly would love a well. What would this? What would this be called? I don't oh know. Like my. Mario Warriors, Super um, Mario Warrior Dynasty. <laughs> oh my god! Well, they're gonna have the Warriors in the title. Like they even had the Fire Emblem Warriors, Mushroom like, Kingdom uh, Warriors, <laughs> Mushroom Warrior, Mushroom Warriors. Not sexy. Uh, uh, oh my god! I can't. Uh. Oh boy, yeah! I just wanted to see that. That was all I really wanted. But yes, this is this is apparently a real thing that's happening, Gables. And uh, oh, you just have you have fucking I, I King can't... Bowser just going through and just issuing his big old fleet of like Goombas, paratroopas, and fucking like uh, babas. Shit. I can't wait to play it. I can't wait to play as uh, man. If fucking Meowser isn't a playable character, this would be pissed. <laughs> Oh, you you see like characters just like Mario, Luigi, and like fucking Toad or something like that. Fucking Toad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. God. God. I was gonna ready to do like a Toad impression, but I don't know how well. It'll you can just see him. him like just going for just be- Mario. Oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't like ah, freaking throat. God, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, audio <laughs> listeners. That my that was really loud. <laughs> you just hear Luigi like just the battlefield going on, like oh no. <laughs> oh no yeah so this yeah I, I i yeah this is apparently a real thing um and i just wanted you to see um <laughs> i just wanted you to, i wanted to, that's dude, all dude, i wanted dude. 
someone that the got last me image the I have is like fucking Toad just annihilating the shit out of a bunch of like fleet of like swarm of Goombas or terror troopers and shit. It's like I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Waluigi is is a playable. Yes, please. Oh my god, I want that. Packs. God damn it, fucking fuck! I, I just want to see Wario throw like a fucking garlic grenade. Oh man. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what this game is. I, I hope it's real. At the very least, if it gets canceled, I at least want to be able to like see the like the early like development. If that releases, this, if that releases and it's actually legitimately awesome, it's going to be something that uh, it's going to be incredibly legendary. I mean, <laughs> who would have thought Hyrule Warriors 1 would be amazing? It's funny because uh, I was talking to our friend Yoshi Fett, um, and we were, we were joking around about football. And he's like, if you want to, we're in our messaging group. And he's like, if you guys want to kick me out, it's fine. I'm like, I'm like, I would, I can't remember what we were talking about. I'm like, I would love to kick you out, Josh. But I'm like, his name is, real, real life name is Josh. But I was like, if I kick you out, I have no one to bitch about fucking age <laughs> claim anymore. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, cause like, it's it's about twice a year we end up bitching like probably four times now since that game came out we have gone just randomly bitched about that game on Twitter or Facebook so uh, he's just, I need him for that because I have no one to complain about that game with uh, because him because I actually talked to him in the uh, years ago when they had a Wii U I I told him to buy Hero Warriors and that him and his daughter would love it and they 100 percent of that wow. game together and they bought Age of Calamity. Hoping for the same thing, and that game ran so poorly. It was just not that good. Uh, that they they both like he said that uh, him and his daughter had a discussion. This is a few weeks ago that uh, him and his daughter had a, a discussion, and they said that they both that his daughter said that it was the most disappointing game she's ever played. Damn, like, that's God. harsh. That's that's yeah, but it's all you know. What? It's accurate. It's accurate. Um, but anyways, I do Gables after. Talking about the doomsday that is possibly Game Pass in the future. Let's talk about how awesome Game Pass <laughs> is right now. All right. Uh, take some sharp turns here. Uh, what, you want to know, Gables, you want to know what the fuck we get in January sure. for Game Pass? All right. Let's talk about how awesome Game Pass is this month. We get Danganronpa Trip, Tr- Trigger Happy Havoc mm-hmm. Anniversary Edition. Say that five times real fast. We get my number Sixth game of the year. Fantastic game. Death's fucking door. Game pass out now. Game is amazing. Gables. Mm, yeah. Play it. Fucking play it. Hitman Trilogy is on Game Pass. Nobody saves the world. It's it, one of my games for uh, the Fantasy uh, Critic League this year. I uh, heard pretty good. It's the, uh, I always forget the name of the gu- mm-hmm. Guacamelee. The makers of that. Paparazzi, which I just want to check the fuck out. That game looks like it could be fun. You take pictures of dogs, Gables. <laughs> Is there anything better than that? Ooh. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction, my uh, 74 on, on Open Critic. That's fine. I, I do want, at least I've, I've downloaded it. Uh, I'm going to check it out at least. Uh, your, one of your games, mm-hmm. Windjammers 2, is on Game Pass. Uh, I'm not. Taki no And that's a drumming game. <laughs> well i'm in you you've talked me into it gables uh rainbow six siege deluxe is on there um and also we have anvil which is okay. a game preview game archville 
Uh, X. Oh, never mind. This is a different thing I'm looking at here. Uh, there was a there was another list I had. I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, oh, and uh, Crucis was another one though okay. I want to talk about. That is like uh, it's a people are it's an early access right now, but people on Steam have been loving that game. It's a uh, it's kind of like an alien version of uh-huh. like Left 4 Dead, but it's an early access. But people have apparently been raving about how awesome that game is. So I just want to mention it. But uh, Game Pass, Game yeah, Pass, pretty good right now. Looking pretty good right now. I definitely want to check out Hitman. I've been, you know, it's one of those games I've always wanted to check out, and I just never have done it. And now I have no reason not to. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to. Man, whew, it looks like it's gonna be a good month, Gibbles. Uh, I got some games that are gonna hold me over until. Uh, I guess well next week we get Pokemon. Yeah. So. Awesome shit to play this weekend, Thrailies. And then real fast, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about MPDs. We've been all over the map this week. It's been crazy. Uh, but we kind of we went over a lot of this. I do want to mention some other. Just kind of go over the full list real fast. Uh, this is the top twenty selling games for the for the year of twenty twenty one. I already mentioned number twenty, right. Forza Horizon Five. Number nineteen, Mortal Kombat Eleven, game that came out two years ago. Uh, number eighteen, a day one uh, Game Pass game. Number eighteen, uh-huh. Back for Blood. Number seventeen, Smash Bros Ultimate. Sixteen, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Fifteen. NBA 2K22, 14, Animal Crossing, New Horizon, 13, Minecraft, another Xbox game. Number 12, FIFA 2022. Sorry. Mm-hmm. FIFA 22. Number 11, Far Cry 6. Number 10, Super Mario 3D World, which is the uh, the remake uh, or the remaster with Bowser's Fury. Uh, number 9, MLB The Show 21, which is also a Game Pass Day 1 game. Number 8, Resident Evil Village. Number 7, Mario Kart 8. Number 6, uh, Miles Morales, number five, Battlefield 2042, number four, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, number three, Madden 22, number two, Black Ops Cold War, number one, Call of Duty Dang. Vanguard. Um, I feel like you look at this list, and it's like, yeah, it makes sense. I don't, I don't, you know, it's like when you look at like the year overall, it's like, yeah, no, I don't really, I don't really no, see anything crazy here. Nothing really like, uh, nothing really surprising there. I mean, everything else is, you know, just, Riding, riding the place where I would have expected it to be. I mean, hell, Call of Duty, Madden, Pokemon Shining, by Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, the number four. I mean, yeah, I'm actually surprised saying that a number four. I thought it would be at least down down the top yeah. ten list. Yeah, I'm not shocked to see the top twenty. But I'm shocked to see it at number four, especially that being a right. mid-November game. But yeah, so yeah, it's like I said, like the like it's all like the IPs you expect, like Back for Blood, maybe being number eighteen. That's kind of maybe a little shocking. I don't know. Um, we do have some like the top 20 selling games for oh. uh, Nintendo of last year. Uh, number 20, okay. Luigi's Mansion 3. I do want to mention 19 of the 20 are Nintendo games. Uh, Nintendo first party games. The uh, the only one that's not a, a Nintendo published game uh, is a Nintendo exclusive from Capcom. <laughs> uh, but number 20, Lu- Luigi's Mansion 3. Number 19, Mario Golf Super Rush. Mm-hmm. Number 18, R- Ring Fit Adventure. Number 17, Mario Odyssey. Number 16, Mario Party. Number 15, uh, well, I should mention, I guess, Super Mario Party because there's two Mario Parties now. Uh, number 15, Mario 3D All-Stars. Number 14, Minecraft. Number 13, uh, New Pokemon Snap. Number 12, New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, number 11, Metroid Dread. Number 10, Skyward Sword. Number 9, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Number 8, Mario Party Superstars. That's a new one. Number 7, Breath of the Wild. Number 6, Monster Hunter Rise. That's by Capcom. Number 5, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 4, Animal Crossing New Horizons, number three, Super Mario 3D World. Number two, Mario Kart 8. 
and number one, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shows, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, once again, not super, not a big time shocker there. Um, just kind of, I wanted to kind of see if there's anything worth mentioning for Xbox. No, not really. I mean, the list is, a, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything really worth mentioning there. I mean, it's mostly it's all the same shit that you've seen on the air yeah. list here. Um, yeah. I mean, not really too big of a surprise when you when you look at it. Um, a lot of big IPs here. You know, it's like, I don't. Know, it's just kind of, it's, it's interesting. Like like we talked about, like you look at like the number one, and or even you go like look at Xbox here, the number ten best selling game on Xbox last year. Modern Warfare, <laughs> number number two and number one, Black Ops Cold War, Vanguard. So, I mean, even for Xbox, these are the three of the top ten selling games of last year. And they're going to be on Game Pass here in a couple of years. So, yeah, I don't know. Fucking wild yes, times, games. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of a, I don't know. I, I want to I, I see if, uh, I don't know if the December NPDs are out yet, because I want to look at those. I don't know if we've seen those yet. Uh, those are the 2021 ones because now that's exciting because it's just like what you expect. But that's kind of a, always a disappointment when you get to like November. It's like it's that's when all the big IPs come out and it's just like oh yeah okay yeah it makes sense. Uh, so yeah well maybe uh, maybe next week I'll come back with the uh, if there's anything worth talking about in December we'll we'll come back to it. But uh, yeah um, Gables I've had no time to do yeah. anything this week so I've definitely not played games. I downloaded Rainbow Six Extraction. That is the most I've done in gaming this week. Is okay, so done? yeah, there is at least one thing I've done. Another one was downloading a downloading a game onto my freaking PS4 that stealth released and stuff, which I think you're gonna probably like too, which is called Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. It's oh, a free to play, play one, one, yes, but I haven't gotten around to trying it. I did I did see that that like that yes, shadow drop. Absolutely I did. <laughs> so. But uh the main thing I wanted to like talk about is I ended up playing a lot. I mean, it's been like one of the themes that I've been going on the past week and a half where I've gone through the N64 expansion thing, you know, testing out like a, a lot of the games in terms of the emulation stuff and this and that. Ended up playing through a good slew of them. I did go through and uh, do a casual play of like Star Fox 64. I managed to go through that. But I started up Paper Mario again, like on that service. Okay. Paper Mario is a game I've played off and on for like over 20 years at this point, you know, because it's like 64, it was one of those underrated classics when it was first released. Not a lot of gamers were going through and trying to play this game because they were so excited about like uh, games at the time, like on the PS2 and like coming up with the GameCube and this and that to where 2000 hits and then Paper Mario releases and this and that. But, uh, no, this is like something different in regards to how I'm playing through it. For one, I'm actually playing through with decent save states. I mean, granted, there are some little hiccups here and there in regards to uh, this version of Paper Mario. There is a little bit of lag in regards to not only certain like like navigation stuff, their menus. Personally, I didn't really notice too much of it, but it is noticeable when you're trying to do like inputs in regards to when Mario does his like his little jump thing when you have to go through and. Uh, Select jump, and then you have to go through and press A again before you hit an enemy and stuff. Especially when you're using a, the, the badge, the power bounce and stuff, to where it'll do, like, almost infinite amount of, like, jumps or, like, stomps on enemies' heads and stuff. Like, the more button presses that you've done. 
But uh, other than those couple of issues and stuff, it's been me going through and uh, rediscovering why I like playing Paper Mario in general. Because I got a good easy grasp of like what game, like what chapters I need to do, where I need to go. But the biggest fascination through this playthrough was discovering which badges were actually good and which ones were actually complete shit. <laughs> and there are plenty of badges that are complete shit. <laughs> but uh, one of the good examples is there is a badge that's called Deep Focus, which Mario has an ability to gain later on in the game to where I think it's after the first chapter where you gain this ability to... Uh, select an option that requires you to focus and that recharges your little star gauge and stuff like that in order for you to uh, eventually fill it up and use like a select one of a, a couple of different star attacks and stuff. Like for example, the first one you get is called refresh to where it recovers five health points and five flower points to Mario and stuff, but that takes up a turn. It takes up Mario's turn and stuff. But uh, when it comes to, that initial game and that initial time and stuff like that, the badges, the badges to discovering which ones were excellent has been pretty fun because I've already obviously known the power bounce one the for the jump. That one has been broken. I knew that one, but there were a couple other ones I liked too, which was like, uh, God, there was like a, uh, like a, there was like this like uh thing called zap tap, right? To where you equipped it on the Mario Enemies hit you or do like physical attacks, you get to shock them for like one damage and stuff like that. But uh, no, the initial thing of the badges and stuff from like badges, say like uh, not defend plus or even in regards to like power plus or something like that, it's just redistributing a whole bunch of the different badges, trying to keep track of when you level which one, which one of the three stats that you want to upgrade first. Like say, say you go through and level up and you don't have like you're having trouble maintaining health or something against like a specific in like specific enemies in a chapter okay you level up add a couple of points is right there in your health okay maybe the next thing is you don't have enough badge points or something like that to equip the badges you need even though you do need a couple in regards to key situations or situational ones well level up increase bp or this or that the thing is when you do playthroughs of paper mario two things in mind one flower points Flower points are the most important because that's that is where most of your best attacks are going to be using. They're going to be using these FP points. But second, I would say would be the badge points because even though you can increase it a maximum about thirty, you definitely want to try to max out that initially too. So there were at points where I was at chapter three or four, and I literally had fifteen health points right throughout that initial halfway through the game. But I focused so much like on flower points and badge points. I literally had like 30 of the flower points and I did have like about uh, 18 or some badge points. So I had all these different options and all these different badges I could go through and use and do this and do that. And uh, I ended up beating some of these bosses like pretty handily. One of the most hilarious ones was uh, when I went... Like, after the conclusion of uh, Chapter 5, yeah, it was after Chapter 5, there is this one Koopa that you get to encounter on your trip back to, like, say, Koopa Village, right? It's He's called Kent, like, uh, Kent C. Koopa. And this dude is, like, he's fucking tough. He's got 70 health points. He has a maximum of 10, like, attack, right? So 
initially got my ass handed to me the first time around because I mismanaged what I could do in regards against him. There's a star attack that's called Chill Out that does debuffing and stuff like that. So it uh, decreases his attack. I have my partner called, like, uh, is a little cheap cheap. She's named, I think her name is Sushi. And uh, she can actually go forth and help you in regards to doing different types of attacks. So she'll actually help build, like, a defensive wall on you by different types of button presses and stuff. You can increase your defense plus one. So I was initially going going with uh, using this one badge for my jump that's called a D-down jump, right? And to where this badge, it de- it actually whittles down an opponent's defense. It whittles down their opponent's defense and stuff, like with uh, use. It's like it lowers down their barrier resilience, this and that. So before I was hardly doing anything with jump attacks, and then I was doing like about six or something for Mario's attack. Bar of mine, switching between two different partner characters using some of the attacks that are not like, say, physical damage, but like explosion damage or effect damage that went through and finally was able to, like, essentially knock him out with like about three health points left in my thing. That felt great. That was a good challenge in that regards. But yeah, the things about the story, the way the game looks, I mean, the creativity in terms of how you get to do puzzle solving throughout this game. I mean, currently I'm on Chapter 6, I have to face off against this boss called a Huff and Puff, which is, or actually, yeah, it's Huff and Puff. It's this gigantic, like, uh, one of Bowser's minions, it's gigantic thundercloud that has taken over this area called Flower Fields, right? And so you just have big old cloudy skies and this and that, and your whole thing for this chapter is to defeat Huff and Puff, get the star spirit that's captured by this boss, and then just, like, uh, gain that star ability and stuff, and then go proceeding to the chapter you know, the next chapter and repeat that you know but yeah game's great gameplay's fun simple and stuff there's a reason why the when south park makers and stuff like when obsidian games and like south park creators matt and Dre parker went together and created the stick of truth and stuff that that was one of the points of emphasis in regards to the gameplay because of how simplistic and fun that was so taking a lot of hints from games like paper mario from where it's like a different type of button presses okay so you want to use a hammer attack. Hold the hold the stick to the left for a certain amount of time, and once that thing gives you the cue, like let it go. You know, do a hammer attack, do basic things like that. But uh, yeah, I realize that Paper Mario is an incredibly old game and it's an incredibly classic game. But at the same time, it goes into the past. It just goes into the foray where just because a game is released or you've played the game like over and over and stuff, you'll still discover a new way of how to play this game or how to enjoy a game you've played in the past. And that in and of itself, I feel like it has been worth it. I feel like I'm getting close to beating it, but uh, yeah, I probably am going to be focusing more upon finishing up that and possibly starting something new this week, upcoming week. Nice. Cool. Very cool. Gables. Well, we'll have Pokemon yeah. next week, so uh, we'll be back next week. You know, at least with our earlier uh, impressions on that. But uh, if you like all this, like the show, have a good time. Please, like I said, begin the show. Like, follow, subscribe. We're on everything: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. You think of it, you name it, we're on it. Like, follow, subscribe. Like I said, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, and I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone. Have yourself a fun time. Play some great-ass games. But most importantly, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk-Nerds podcast. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Gibbles. Banjo-Kazooie remake one. <laughs>
Peace. Bye, guys. See ya.